Hello and welcome everybody. My name is Ryan. And my name is Heather. And we are here at Confidence to Cabaret. And today it's the Confidence to Cabaret podcast. Oh my goodness. And today we are so excited because we get to welcome our amazing friend of the community, Becca Rich, the holistic time coach to the stage. Hi, Becca. How are you? Hello. I love all, I'm doing like all the jazz hands. <laughs> Do the jazz hands. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, we are so glad you're here. Um, and and we uh, we just can't. I, I, it's, I, I'm getting ahead of myself because I'm so excited. I'm like, okay, where should we start? Let's should, do it. So, so, Becca, what would you like us to know about you? For those who haven't come across your masterclass yet, which you've, you've beautifully um, shot for us, but what, ha, what would you like listeners to know? Yeah. Hmm. What would I love you to know about me? Um, well, I love to question everything, including time, which is why I'm here. Um, I, you know, I grew up with the, the traditional conditioning of work hard, work hard, work hard, and don't rest, don't rest. And so I think that um, it's, it's been my journey of discovering what it's like to put my worth in my work and, and my achievements and success and had you know whole burnout moment due to that at 18 years old and now eight years later um, I have rediscovered who I am and I spend you know my time in alignment with who I am at my core and I think that that is um, you know I've learned I've unlearned who I thought I was and I've relearned who I actually am and through that, now I'm able to help people spend their time in the same fashion, you know, and unlearn and relearn. <laughs> amazing, amazing. And you, and you start off with, yeah, I mean, your, your kind of whole um, premise is, is around, you know, questioning time and how we use time. Um, where do people start with that on their journey with you? Yeah, so I think that the, the journey can start in two different ways. Like I talked about in the master class with your values and figuring out like what is, who are you at your core? Not who you are when you're busy, not who you are when you're working, like who you actually are. And um, that in itself is a discovery, like takes our whole lifetime. And I don't even know, to be honest, if we ever actually can like sit down and like write an essay on like who we are. But, um, and that's why I love time is because, um, you know, technically time is this measure of change. It's this thing that evolves and, and morphs and lives and breathes on its own. And so um, as we evolve, as we get to know ourselves in each moment, like each millisecond, we have a choice to spend our time in alignment with who we believe we are in that moment. So it changes, it morphs, it grows, it, it breathes together. And so when we try and control time with all these time management, masculine techniques and, and tricks and apps and hacks, we forget who we are and we put our worth in our work. And so um, it's, a, it's a journey. That's a long-winded answer, but that is one of the, the first things that I do with with my clients is, is discover who you are. Wow. So you said you said you can start in two ways. The first is through aligning ourselves with our values. Mm, two. So number two um, is I don't even know what I was going to say at this point because I just <laughs> went down a rabbit hole. What was I going to say? Discover who you are and 
let's just say that yeah yeah i mean there's lots <laughs> of ways into that isn't there yeah. probably more yeah. than two ways into who are you um you know I, I i think it's it's even worth even before we get into our values or maybe after we've done the values work is sitting in silence and just saying who am i mm. and just hearing that silence and just learning to hear that voice again that's a work in progress for me every day Same. yeah because i am one of those people who defines themselves by the work yeah <laughs> so what do you think of the nine to five monday to friday work day that isn't anymore anyway because yeah. people are doing nine till nine but yeah. what, what's your view on the training time for money oh man yeah also i just want to go back for a second because i just remembered the second thing the second thing that you can do to just like start is, um, oh man, I just lost it again. You're going to have to edit this out. Why is this thing eluding me so much? That's it like keeps like playing with me. It's That's time. so weird. That's what so cool. going on? I don't want to edit that out because you know what? It's like, it's like, this isn't the right point to say that. It's yeah. like the, the creative big magic thing that just like dangles in front of you. And then it's like, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that actually, because yeah. that means you need to sit with that for, for a little bit longer. So yeah. let's, you know, whenever that comes back to you, if it does, then. Yeah. Then 40 it. hour work week. <laughs> 40 hour work week. What's your view on the 40 hour work week versus, I guess you've read the four hour work week. Oh man, I, I honestly, I've only read half of it until I was like so fed up with it. Sorry if, if that is like a- oh, no, that's me too. It's like, okay. pay, like the whole premise of it is like pay people as little as possible and outsource that. Like it was, it's just like super exploitative. And so yeah. I'm just not a huge fan of, of that concept, but um, I am a fan of outsourcing and delegating properly and paying people properly for their, their time. But um yeah, I think the 40 hour work week and nine to fives, if you're working more than 40 hours a week, um, whether it's a corporate or your own business, like if, again, if that's what you value, if that's truly who you are, that there's a time and place for that, right? There, there's there's um, validation there. I'm not going to tell you you're wrong, but then there's also like, who are you? Um, and if you don't want to work that much, like I think that there is a possibility to make enough money to feel like secure and safe and survive and, and pay the things that you need to pay um, without working 40 hours a week. And there's a whole history of um, why wage labor was set up and, and, and that's a super oppressive history in, in and of itself. And so I think that um, the 40 hour work week was in my opinion, something that was created to control us, to control humans. Um, as simple as that, obviously, you know, based on, on your identity and social like hierarchy and where you stand and your privileges, it, it's different. Um, it affects people differently, mm. but on it, it, it collectively, it impacts us. The, the concept of a 40 hour work week or trading time for money, um, it impacts the collective equally in terms of it's oppressive. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it keeps us in line, doesn't it? Because it, yeah. it keeps us busy and it keeps us, you know, more than half our waking hours in and around, getting ready for, getting to, from work, et cetera. 
you know, we talk about that quite a lot in confidence recovery. And I think, I think that's, that's a, a you know, a, a key thing of just kind of like not giving us too much time to get into any mischief, you know, and it, it's highly suspect of, you know, how that was designed. Yeah. Um, so suspect. And I think that, you know, the more tired you are, and this is like directly, um, impacting my family right so like my my mom um is in the medical field and she was working more than 40 hours a work a week of, of work um throughout my whole childhood you know and she wasn't around and same with my dad he had his own business he had the opportunity of not working that much but he chose to um whether it was unconscious or not he chose to and so um yeah it's it's like i see my parents even today working 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 and never having time to rest, never knowing that they can rest because they get those like creepy crawly things in their skin that like freaks them out when they sit down and do nothing. Um, and yeah, it just like keeps us, yeah, from that training. Like I was talking about in the master class, you have to train yourself to rest. And so, um, yeah. And the concept of hustling and the concept of working harder. Um, when you're tired, you're not imaginative, you're not creative, you're not thinking of things to disrupt and to question and to um, imagine and dream of the liberation that we all deserve. And so it's, it's like, yeah, not just mischief and, and, and fun and play, but it's also like keeping us from imagining and creating the world that, that we all deserve. Yeah. And you've, you, like, one of the things I really enjoy about um, about the the kind of the model that you propose is that you put compassion, and I know we talked about this a little bit earlier, but you put compassion right at the forefront of, of, of this whole planning. And, you know, the 40-hour work week definitely does not include compassion in that thing. So how did you come by the, how did you come by this? You know, what was the, the, the moment where you sort of, where that kind of sat in with you for the, you know, properly, and you just went, oh my God, I need to change this. Like this for me does not work. And, and how does that come to your clients as well? Well, to answer your question, like, I think I'm having a moment right now, actually, like through this conversation of that is like the central theme of what I do. And it's like one of those things that you have to have someone like reflect back to you to be like, oh, wow, wait, that's like actually like, you know, in business, they call it your USP, right? Your unique yeah. selling proposition. But like legitimately like that is, and I think that, um, yeah, like realizing it that I've done it for myself for years now. Um, and I've done it for, you know, my clients for over a year. I think that it's, um, yeah, happening as I continue to evolve and grow and continue to get to know my morphing blobbing business idea that I can't control and that it grows and breathes and lives. Um, so it's happening every day. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's, that's the whole point, isn't it? Because we always say it, it is the journey like that. The journey is the point. Yeah. If your journey doesn't have some variety. I mean, I'm from Canada, so we always kind of joke I'm from Vancouver. So when you get past the Rockies, then it's pretty flat and, and, and it's cool. The prairies are really cool. The middle County have us in the States as well. You know, it, it's kind of like, Oh, this is cool. And then after like three days of driving, you're like, okay, this isn't so cool anymore. Yeah. This is, <laughs> Yeah, but but you know, but it, it is about those other terrains, and it's about noticing things, and it's about the weather coming in, and it's about mm -hmm. the the conditions of the road, and you know, and everybody you meet along the way, and that's the point. 
It's not getting A to B. Mm. I think it's both and too. Like the A to B thing is like our motivation. And then our, our like perspective shift of, of looking up is like the, um, the difference in, in how much we enjoy the journey to get to B. But actually, sometimes we don't we don't end up we don't end up going to B because we discover that there's a C, right, and a J, yeah, <laughs> and we end up hopping across to that bit, and maybe we never come back to B, or maybe we come back to B later. Mm. Yeah, but you're right. Have you have you seen the Good Place? Yes. yes. Jeremy Baremy, the the time loop thing oh, that he spells yeah. Jeremy Baremy. It's like my favorite thing, and um, yeah, like I actually have in my Etsy cart right now a Jeremy Baremy sticker to put on my laptop. Like I <laughs> I want it like on like in front. It's like one of my values, right? Is to right. enjoy the journey, and um, I that's one of the reasons why I have done lists have helped me start to enjoy the journey and to not only focus on on B. Um, but again, it's a work in progress. Yeah. So for those who haven't seen the masterclass, what, what is a done list? Yeah. Ooh. So a have done list is the opposite of a to-do list. So actually, um, you know, I use my digital calendar for my to-do list, if you will. I don't have a to-do list. I have events and I, I have um, actual tasks in my calendar. That's just how I do that. Um, so my paper planner, I love astrology and I'm into astrology so that I have an astrology, astrology, wow, I cannot speak, <laughs> astrological planner, a paper planner. Um, and within that, I write down the things that I have done that day. And so, um, and you can, you know, it can be anything from what was on your to-do list, but it can also be that you took a shower, especially right now during pandemic time, like you need to celebrate your um, basic self-care, your basic human needs. And that is usually phoning a friend, talking to someone, um, you know, sleeping, showering, eating, like whatever, all, all of our basic needs. But then it's also like mental health, right? Like how, um, how did you take care of yourself mentally and physically? And, and um, then you can also add your to-do list if that is what you want. But that's how I use my paper planner is just by writing out the things that I have done that day. Mm. And it's a, you know, our, our, I always come back to culture, right? So like we're enforced. We usually tend to think of negative reinforcement or negative motivation as the thing, beating ourselves up, for example, for not getting enough done. Mm. We think that that is going to make us get more done. Legitimately the opposite of, of like how motivation actually works. So like when you study motivation, right, the more positive motivation, the more positive reinforcement you get, um, you do more. It's so it's a snowball effect. The more that you write down on your have done list, you'll be more motivated to write more down. Um, You know, some days it's like, oh, I only watched five hours of Netflix yesterday. Tomorrow I'm doing 10. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But like the, um, the positive reinforcement, a lot of people are scared that it's going to like make them lazier or procrastinate more. There's like a fear around switching how you motivate yourself. Um, And so if you're in that boat, I would, I would definitely um, just start exploring with writing down what you have done, like explore, see what happens. Like I, it's, it's an experiment and have fun with it. And like, just see um, how that switches, how you motivate yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess it would also highlight where you, 
because I've done lots of time logs, certainly for work in terms of, uh, you know, when, when am I least productive or more productive when I have more energy and usually that's direct correlation with caffeine, but, <laughs> but, but, it, but it's, um, I, I've done that with work before and sort of said, so I need to tackle these things at this point because I'm more energized or I've spent this much time on this and, you know, how, how could I, you know, be more efficient on it? And so we, you know, and all efficiency isn't really the point, mm. but I think if you were to look at your whole day and then sort of say, I, I spent five hours on Netflix and rather than view it as a waste, mm -hmm. you could view it as, that was time for me to re-energize. Mm -hmm. That's a whole different way of looking at that. Yeah. Because I mm -hmm. see um, downtime. I see when I have a, it's not very often, it's more common in, in COVID. But I mean, if I said to you my whole life, I literally never took time off. Mm -hmm. um, and when I did, it was for my family, which is why I set up my business 25 years ago, because that allowed me to choose the times I worked and um, and but I never had time, never had downtime. And what I've done is I've now created a whole family of children who are also A-type personalities who also um, fit more into their day um, because I modeled that. But I think, you know, if I was to have looked at it and said, this isn't a waste of time to do these things for me, either because it's modeling for my family or it's because it's aligned with my values, that would have been a better message for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and for for your family too right like yeah. we just learn what our parents teach us so yeah totally like I, that's why I love what I do is because when I teach when I work with moms specifically I'm not like a specific coach for moms I'm not a mom um but when I do I have like this special like feeling of oh my god I helped this mom you know put her work aside mm -hmm. literally to spend time with her kids like that is is like one of my my favorite wins and things to celebrate with, yeah. with my mom clients it's a beautiful win it is beautiful yeah it's funny because even in covid so we're in the uk we're still in lockdown right now as we yeah. record this and probably as we watch this yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um you know, I, I still, I still, um, one of my grown-up sons is, is here with me working from home. And then in the evenings, he does gaming. And I think, what a waste of time. I have no idea what else he would be doing because he is connecting with his friends all over the world. He's doing something he enjoys doing. He's, he's learning all kinds of bizarre things that I don't even relate to. I don't, I'm not sure what he's, what he's learning, but, but he is, you know, and he's, and he's, and he's connected. And actually, if he was doing something like, you know, cleaning and doing things I would like him to do, that's not serving him at all. Mm -hmm. It's not making him feel connected. It's actually going to affect his mental health and therefore his productivity in his actual work day. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. so, it, so it's hard to get out of that, that headspace of, you know, but that's always a time doing all of that. Even, you know, and, and we, and we judge that. And then as society, then we put pressures on, oh, you should be working more. You should be productive all the time, product, produce, 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 um, which is the masculine energy in me is pretty high. Um, but also because I don't like to play too much with the feminine energy and feeling because that's harder. Right. Mm, and scarier, like, I, I've been playing around with in my with my therapist of like, um, you know, when she's a somatic therapist. So I sit there and just feel things for an hour, more hour and a half ish. So like, 
I'm sitting there just feeling and it's hard. My brain's thinking of things I need to do in my business and like I, you know, all these things. And it, it's like a complete defense mechanism, complete defense mechanism against feeling and going inwards. And so, um, yeah, like it, I, I'm right there with you. And, and like I said, like it was my desire to not do that anymore. And so I think that, um, you know, I've just taken the steps that I needed to not be so <laughs> isn't it interesting how we how much we numb ourselves and we and, and that includes with things like gaming or Netflix mm-hmm. or well, we, but you know it's it's not only with the um, drugs of choice but it's also with you know the 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 things that we do that are for numbing yeah. and work I mean work is is one million percent my numbing mechanism my, my numbing of choice like one million percent right interesting and so one of the things i i really enjoy about your approach to this is that you really uh, like you've said you you know you flip the script and a lot of the stuff that you use you know you like to you'd like to take a concept blow it apart and look at it again from a different point of view and um one of the things that i really uh was that sort of attracted me in, in the initial part of your of your your coaching practice was the fact that you refer to yourself as a soulpreneur um, and that you want to sort of extend that to further people and keep that as a as a as a flow. What does soulpreneur for you mean? I like the I love uh, certainly at Confidence Through Cabaret. One of the things that we love is is taking apart terminology so that everybody has access to it. And like, what would you say is a is a soulpreneur? Because everybody's we've heard all the things about you know. If we've got to have a hustle and then a side hustle and you're going to do this and you're going to be an entrepreneur and you're going to do this what is a soulpreneur to you yeah well um I think you know when you get to know yourself at your core you have your, your it's your soul like it you you are enough there's nothing more to do there's nothing to fix there's nothing to work on um so I I mean I would say a soulpreneur is someone who um is in touch with their soul and and runs their business in alignment with with their soul and it's funny like I this conversation is so like energetic I don't even I don't think it is soul I put soulpreneur it's solar solarpreneurs like as in people that run their businesses by themselves like or they have a you know small team or you know whatever and so um yeah it's interesting that you you heard soulpreneur and it's like so like I don't know just getting signs from from universe oh you know (laughs) but I would say you know soulpreneurs are someone who who know their souls like literally or just in tune with their souls or know that there is you know time to to relearn to reconnect to re um come back to what your soul is and usually for me that's nature you know usually for me that's doing my tarot that's that's journaling that's doing all the things that that connect me with my soul and so um when you you know have a business that is based on on those techniques that's you're connected i i love thinking of you as an engineer yeah yeah who does tarot and reiki and yoga and i mean that is just fabulous yeah because just the, the balance isn't it is mm. that connecting with that the back of our head and that and that that sensation and also for you very much using the logic and 
organized. I also, it's funny that because the card that you read for us um, earlier was very much so talking about like the two energies and the and the the mixture and the connection between both of them. Like it's one hundred percent. It's funny that I, I keep saying I don't like the word balance because it's very much so like Libra, and that I, my my third house, which is the house of of communications, is Libra. So it's really interesting that like I, I have this like balance of, of how I like to communicate. I like to see both sides and be like, nope, let's let's do something else. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that is interesting. And we were talking about yin and yang, and you know, fire and water, and yeah, it's very this that's that's very cool. And, and, and <laughs> it's it's kind of funny that you're uh, not funny, but but. Uh, I don't know like I think there's a there's a humor in the whole you know universe and energy anyway yeah. and I think you know we we to find that perfect balance of the engineer in you because you were obviously attracted to that way of thinking yeah. right or had an aptitude and a motivation for it and then and then to to balance that with something really quite different and less structured and less uh i'm gonna say true as in like facts that you right. can you know apply like tangible yeah. yeah it's um it's a it's a beautiful balance <laughs> thanks and also um to bring back to to what you were talking about earlier of like you know you time log and you um figure out where you're more efficient and like all of that like I literally teach the same thing, right? But I put compassion at the beginning, at the for like the center of it. So like when you schedule your tasks at a time that you are most creative, mm. it's not about efficiency, even though that's the byproduct. Yeah. It's about being compassionate with yourself. Like legitimately, it's um, placing things in your schedule where it's best for you yeah. and not as compassionate. So it, it in the byproduct of course is productivity and efficiency and um you know it, it's perception it's yeah. perception how you see that that activity and actually having that space and giving yourself that that space allows you to be more creative creative so it's not just efficiency and productivity it's also about creativity and flow mm. and and that's that balance again yeah I love that we started with balance. I know. I know. Before we even started recording, we talked about balance. Um, so I have uh, three questions for you. I'm excited. Mm. Yeah, okay. jazz hands. <laughs> it's going to be a disappointment now. Um, okay, so okay, you are about to go on stage. I know, and you're going to perform. What one prop would you like to have with you? think like a big feather Ooh. I love like doing like yeah yeah <laughs> clearly with my hands I'm like <laughs> I love that and I love to like tickling like I love like sit, like very gentle touch right oh that's a good one a feather is always a good classic cabaret staple I love a good feather routine yeah yeah <laughs> We have staples in confidence through cabaret. Oh, in cabaret, there are many a staple. Many I love staples. that. Absolutely. I love the feather, though, and your reason. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what is your stage name? Oh, man. I was not ready for this. I know. <laughs> I know. Surprise. Yeah. Um, Jazz hands. <laughs> Jazz hands. 
What's your name? Don't, don't edit. What's your name? This is like the part that my brain is not good at. <laughs> um, you don't have to stick with it forever. I keep changing my name. Yeah. I know. I have done it's not many. like it's interesting. It's not like perfection of of like trying to like find the one. For me, it's like I'm trying to figure out like I overanalyze, right? That's like my thing. Yeah. So like actually going like touching into my soul is harder because I'm like trying to like overanalyze with my defense mechanism, right? Um, I would say, huh? What are the options then if you don't have one? Ooh. Can I ask you guys to make me one? Oh, you're you're eyes. flipping the script on us again. <laughs> well, I have actually named uh, quite a lot of people. Um, <laughs> usually, I give them quite mean names because it amuses me that they will be called that when they're called on the stage. <laughs> um, well, I always come up with very oddly meta names. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Ooh. Okay, I'll, 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 I'll ponder that one. Let me ask you my third question. Okay. My third question is, what is your one favorite, not necessarily the best or the biggest, but what is your favorite lesson that you've learned in life? There's nothing to fix. <sighs> I like that. Yeah. And I'm learning it. I'm learning it currently. That's probably why it's my favorite. Mm. I'm just nice. trying, I like that. I'm just trying to think. I had I had an idea. What was it? What was it? I had an idea. I'm trying to remember how to print it. All of our throat chakras were all like, uh, it's there. Like, uh. <laughs> I was trying to so I would do uh if if I was gonna name you, I think I would put a pun on I would put a play or a spin on the on the Greek term chronos. Um, meaning time. There'd have to be some sort of like, you know, there'd have to be some sort of pun or play on words about time. Um, uh, yeah. It's funny. I So um, my grandmother just passed away in October is from Greece. Yeah. And I have a huge connection with Greek, like Greek huh? culture. I'm wearing like a Greek, her Greek ring. So it's <laughs> funny that you said that. So I'm just going to like put that out there. Love that. I, I like I like Kronos, but that feels like a little robotic. I feel like mm. it needs to be like some sort of like masculine and feminine like balance yeah, type yeah. name. Ooh. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Mm. Uh, I mean, I I want uh, I I like names where it honors kind of the essence mm. of of who we are. Yeah. So. For example, my, um, I used to use Helen back because people call me Helen. A lot of people call me Helen. It's just, a, it's, it's a byproduct of not listening properly. Um, and so when I chose my uh, online and then therefore my, my dance world, I just used Helen. Mm. And I, I was Helen back because I was having a really awful stage of, of my life. And, um, and then during lockdown, I decided that I didn't, although those things have happened and I've come back from them mm. I didn't want my 
my persona to be about, you know, all of that stuff that I've come back from. And Ryan and I used to walk in the cemetery a lot. Beautiful cemetery opposite, we used to be opposite my house, beautiful rural cemetery, it was gorgeous. Yeah. And, and somehow I became also Helen. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it because it has, <laughs> so I've kept the Helen, but it's, it has a lot of tones of voice to it. So sometimes I can be also Helen. Right. And then sometimes I can also be, I can just be like, I'm also Helen. Uh, and sometimes I, I can be, yeah, I'm also Helen. Uh, so there's lots of tones of voice. And then, then Ryan likes the idea of introducing me to stage as the amazing, the wonderful, also Helen. Also Helen. It, just, <laughs> it works on so many levels. I'm sorry, as a host, it works on so many levels. So it's I very, it. it's very meta, but it also has lots of like sides to it. And that's right. kind of what I wanted the, the persona to, to, to show was yeah. that, you know, what are the various sides yeah. and, and what essence am I bringing and what energy am I bringing to that particular, you know, number. And, and so, and so that's kind of where, because I, I, I do like to have lots of different things. And, and whereas previously I had just had one thing that was basically my, my primary goal was to make people uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and now I don't want to just do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love I that story. Thank you. Also, so, Helen. It's just also, like, also, Helen. Mm. Like, just, like you do a whole, if you did a mysterious <laughs> act, it would work so well because you could just be like, and now please welcome to the stage. Also, Helen. Just, you know, <laughs> it just works. Like... <laughs> just works. So what word comes to your mind about what's mm -hmm. your essence? So it's funny, I um I had an EFT like tapping session. Oh, right. This comes with like a small story. Um, and in this session, you had to um create a tree and mm -hmm. like do like tree mindful, like your limiting beliefs on this tree and like what it grew from and like whatever. Um, and this woman was like, What do you want to name this tree? And I was like, I, I don't know. Like like same thing I'm like I don't know what I want to name this thing and she goes it could be anything it could be like the Isabella tree yeah and my name when I was born was Isabella and my mom changed it when I was like three months old and so I was like holy moly like it was just one of those like you know and this happens to me like that all is the time. like it's already happened on this call like what five million times yeah. like I don't even know um so anyways yeah like I think like Isabella Kronos Oh yes, that is a nice little amalgamation. That's perfect. Oh, I love that. That you've incorporated that. Yeah. Because I do so much inner child work and like talking yeah. to my inner child and dancing and playing and like cuddling and you know reassuring, yeah. and then I have like that masculine like little flair at the end that yeah. I care about time and structure and like whatever. Yeah. Isabella Kronos. Please welcome to the stage, Isabella Kronos. I love that. Oh, that's the whole with my feather. That yeah, with that feather. It's an event. That is an event. I love that. Thank you for doing that. Thank that. you. Yeah. Thank you for, for being with me as I figured my out my, my stage name out. Like that's I great. Love that. <laughs> that's a new performer. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. So. But I love that because when we have those personas. Mm -hmm 
we can call on those. We yeah. can connect with those and go, do you know what, damn it, I am Isabella Kronos. I am not taking shit from anybody. Right? Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I have one final question for you, which is, where can we find you? So my website is isabellachronos.com. So I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I've already made it at while we were just discussing right now. No. Um, <laughs> my website, everything online is called The Holistic Time Coach. So YouTube, Instagram, website, theholistictimecoach.com. And you can find out all the things out, out over there. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Oh. Amazing. Yeah. And I know, and, and so go there and then find because you you have stuff going on online you offer programs obviously you offer one-to-one work yeah you you know you, you there's stuff going on in your on your uh, website um there's planning sessions there's ah there's there's loads there's loads so do check it out and we'll make sure all those links are below as well cool thank you we thank have, you. I have loved having so much of your time yes thank and especially you as, you know because that is a commodity that you know a, so thank you for sharing it with us thank you yeah. it has been thank so you pleasure. i found out my stage name this yeah. is like necessary right <laughs> it begins on a stage coming to you soon Ooh. the rebirth of becca rich yes oh that's a whole thing the rebirth of becca rich i'm into this this is great <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us with us uh, joining in with us today it's been such a pleasure and for everybody who's following um, and following along and listening to this amazing podcast please do make sure you go and check out the holistic time coach yes. and i think it might be time to do our special extra special sign off it is thank you so much everybody this has been confidence through cabaret my name is ryan my name is heather my name is isabella Kronos. <laughs> And we're here to remind you that this is your body, your, body. your world, your, your world, your stage. Your stage. <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody. Mwah. Goodbye. Bye.